Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 122 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig, again. <laughs> my name is Craig for a third time. All right. And for the 122nd time, we're going to start off with the news. Always I good. liked that one. That was good. I'm actually kind of proud of that one. I don't feel so bad about it, actually. I mean, you that wasn't, should be. Some are better, some are worse. I like that one. Cool. I'll take that. All right. Uh, <laughs> Craig, if pretty much uh, all I have is the Pokemon Direct that ended up happening on the third. I yep. wanted you to go through some of the stuff that you had first and maybe leave sure. Pokemon to Sure. We last. can do that. Um, so I only have three pieces of news. It's kind of a light news week, but some things that caught my eye. Uh, first and foremost... Steam now supports Joy-Cons, uh, to which I say, what? huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so How does that even work? I don't know, but here's the thing. Name me a game you would want to use the, the Joy-Cons on on Steam. None. Okay, hey, I can't name a single one. <laughs> Balan Wonderland. Balan Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how it works. I didn't look too much into it. I just saw that and I went, huh. That's kind of interesting. Be, to be fair, Balan's one of those games you could play on like the little half Joy-Con because four of the face buttons are all dedicated to jump. Sure. So. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. No, get, give it credit. One button is jump and the other one is changing, right? Outfits? Isn't that Oh, you're is? right. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually, and I think uh, one another button is like the unique character like skill oh, that yep. each of those stupid costumes have. <laughs> I... I, I guess I underestimated Balan Wonderland. I, I really did. didn't think it was as deep as it was. I might have it's, to jump back in. It's a very it's complicated control scheme. Okay. It you is. You need to make sure that you stay on top of how complicated. It's almost like a Dark Souls. You it know? was well thought out. It was well Oh, you know out. what? It's it's in the menu where all four face buttons do the same exact thing. That's what I'm yeah, remembering okay. now. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, all right. So there's that one. Uh, another one I have. Activision Blizzard earned more on their mobile games last quarter than PC and console combined. So I know everybody has been complaining about mobile games and all that, but when you see something like this, uh, I understand why companies push mobile games, right? I mean, they're making a killing off Mm -hmm. of this, and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with uh, Diablo Immortal, even though people say how much they hate that game, it's still making millions and millions of dollars. So mobile games are here to stay, I guess. There's just a certain market that needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody can go kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not everybody can go out and get the fancy console. If I was if I was, I don't know, eight year old Craig, but growing mm-hmm. up now, that's what I would be gravitating to. You right. know, because I mean, when when Nintendo, when the original Nintendo came out, how much was it? Do, do we know? Was that like a three hundred ninety nine? Three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not a question for me. <laughs> yeah, I only know because I had to save up. But yeah, three hundred dollars. Yeah. So when we're thinking about it, I mean, there is some sort of obviously inflation, but also hardware yep. that goes into a newer system versus something like that. But not everybody can spring for it. There are still right. people who haven't been able to get uh, and a PlayStation five, definitely. But maybe in some areas, even an Xbox Series X or S. Um, so it just makes sense price wise and availability. And not yeah. everybody has the money for it. And mobile games, you could play even, it doesn't have to be like a high-powered iPhone or a, or a Samsung S22. You could play that on a lot of other smartphones. So they're, yep. it's just quite accessible. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's just so many different versions to now, like how they make it accessible. Like for example, I'm, I'm a huge fire emblem heroes person. You know, I've been playing oh, that game since it launched. <laughs> and how much money it, have you spent? I haven't spent that much, less than a hundred dollars okay. in the seven years it's been out. Okay. That's okay. fair. Yeah, I, I don't usually spend unless it's a hero I have to have. But okay. going back to the point is the fact that like this game like offers you like a high quality, a regular quality, and then a light data version is what it's called when you're first downloading it. And okay. it's just like you can download it, I'm pretty sure, on a potato almost at this point. <laughs> and, you know, play it on your LCD, you know, toilet paper screen or something like that if you can get it to run. Can so, I play it on my Palm Pilot? You know, I wouldn't be surprised to, at, at this okay. point. It has to be like a color palm pilot. It wouldn't be like yeah. the black and white one, but <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's all, it's, I think it's also ease of access. Like these phones yeah. now are just always in our hands and we're always doing something yeah. with it. And if you're playing a game on it, you know, it's just as easy as, oh, my credit card information saved on this. I can just press submit and get, and get what I want what I, from what I'm playing. Where in a video mm-hmm. game, I have to physically be at home with the console playing it. And same yeah. goes for the Switch. You need Wi-Fi, though. Like, yeah, you can take it around with you, but you need Wi-Fi in order to buy things. But these things are just connected almost all the time. It's that yeah. how e- for how easy it is, you know, I can buy my future five-year-old son his 200 loot boxes at the restaurant because, <laughs> you know, I'm yep. we're to keep there. Quiet. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, I I feel like I read articles like this and I really feel like I'm in the minority because I don't even think on my phone right now I have a game installed. Like, I just don't play games on my phone. I have like a coloring app, but like, that's it. I don't have anything like no Diablo, nothing. And like, I've always been that way where I just don't like playing games on my phone. Um, I think the longest I played a game on my phone was like PUBG Mobile. What about Pokemon like, Go? Did you ever play that? I played it for like a month or two. Okay. Um, like but that like was when it. it came out? Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. when it came out. Um, but yeah, I just don't. And I, I must be like, like 0.0001% at this point of people. Well, yeah, I got to ask now too with like yeah. Craig C. Like what, what do you have on your phone? Like do you have mobile games <laughs> on your phone? I, uh... So I go through phases and I don't know what it is, but part of me when I'm sitting around doing nothing and watching TV, I feel like I should have a game on my phone. <laughs> so like I'm the weirdo that like will try some type of whatever is in like the top 10 yeah. in the store. And I'm like, well, people, obviously enough people are playing this. It must be fun. And I'll usually get into it for about a month and then I'll stop. I'm also a guy that he'll have like, I'll have like a crossword puzzle, like, or because I feel like I need to be productive if I'm watching TV because I'm just a weirdo. So I <laughs> so yeah. I'll feel I'll feel like I'll have those type of games, but I no no game lasts more than a month or is sometimes even as short as a couple sittings yeah. and then I delete it. I'm just not a I mean I played Clash of Clans back when that was popular. Uh I did that for a month. I had some Marvel games too. Uh but that was more Marvel like Puzzle the, League. Yes. <laughs> yes, I had a group of guys and we would all do that. It was almost like having like a fantasy football group, but like a group for that, you know, and <laughs> yeah. 
it, it created some camaraderie amongst us because we all had something in common, even though we were from different walks of life. But I don't do that anymore. I don't play the game, the games on that. I mean, I we got all this systems and I just I can't I can't play mobile games like I used to. Yeah, I did play Clash of Clans. I forgot about that for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, that's probably that'd probably be the second game that I played the most besides PUBG. Even like mm. you would have thought like Apex, right? When that came out on mobile, I downloaded that and I was like, oh, this is the thing I'm going to play constantly. Right. I think I played it twice because it's oh, just wow. like it's too much for a phone, you know, trying to play a battle royale like that mm-hmm. is just too much. Um, so I don't even know how that game's doing anymore on mobile. I haven't heard anything, so I'm assuming it's probably not doing great. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it's probably doing crazy good either. But yeah. you know, again, it's that ease of access for people who like want to play Apex all of the time. You now have that option, yep. so yeah, I think that's more what it's going for. Because for me, like I can say, the three games I have installed are probably they're all like Barry. You know, Barry would play these games. It's Fire Emblem, <laughs> Pokemon Go, and Near. Yeah, those yeah. are the three games that have only stuck with me. I played a lot. I tried to play a lot of like those Ark Knights fates Mm -hmm. uh fate grand order on your phone uh but all those games seem to be too predatory on the fact that you need to be spending money in order to get anything in them so those three games i feel like don't require that much money from me i think i'm still scarred from when i was a kid and like right at the height of like you were just starting people were just starting to get their own cell phone i think i was like almost graduated high school But there was always like this fear from my parents, like, don't you purchase anything on your cell phone? Right. So even Mm -hmm. now, when I look at it and I'm like, oh, this is like four dollars and it just gets tacked onto my cell phone bill. I'm just like, oh, God, don't do that. You know, it's like burned into my brain not to do it. So if anything is not free, I'm just like, I'm not even going to touch it. Yep. No, yeah, that's that's a good point, because I I do remember a time like that. I only remember it as well. You know, the free brick, brick, brick break game. And then yep. once you got past level five, they're all like, oh, you want the full game? Buy it, yep. that kind of thing, and then not doing <laughs> yeah. it. So yep. I, I, I guess that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, maybe the younger generation obviously didn't have that. So, like, it's different for them. But, like, I don't think I've ever bought a game like that costs money up front on my phone, yeah. ever. Like, I've played free games and paid in the game, but, like, never, like, a $5 game. I just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the last one I have has to do with uh, GameStop and their NFTs. If you guys have heard about those going around. Mm-hmm. Um, so GameStop started up an NFT area a little too late, in my opinion. Right. NFTs are kind of I wouldn't say tanking, but on the downward trend here. Um, and they're running into some issues where they're not just selling like JPEGs of certain games. They're selling something that is actually somewhat playable um, either through your crypto wallet or on their GameStop website. The problem is, is that they didn't get permission from the indie developers of these games. So um, they're running into some, I don't know if there's any lawsuits coming probably, but uh, you know, people who've bought maybe some NFTs that have a playable element to a certain game. And then the indie developers are like, hold on, we never said this was okay. Um, just seems like a bit of a mess here and a disaster from the get go with this GameStop NFT thing. I don't want to say like 
I hope it's not like a last ditch effort for somebody like GameStop, but it's definitely not a good look. How, how do they keep finding ways to top themselves? <laughs> I don't know. These, <laughs> like they have not had a good decade. Uh-huh. I'm going to be generous and just say decade. And just, I mean, they, they got saved by the uh, Wall Street, right? When everybody was buying their stock, Barry. They, they saved me, baby. They saved <laughs> yeah. me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can you believe that was like two? Was that two years ago already? Like yes, because I kick myself every day because distinctly remember Barry coming into work and being like, hey, I bought some GameStop stock. You should probably do it, too. And I went, I don't know anything about stocks. <sighs> I missed oh, the train. Man. I know Barry was on top of it. I was like, I don't understand stocks. I don't want to do it. Should have done it. Should have done it. Four dollars a pop, baby, two years ago. <laughs> yep. Wow. It's back down to normal, at least from like, and let me make it clear. None of us are financial advisors. Please no. do not take anything we do seriously or anything like that no. due to legal reasons. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's kind of calmed down now. I think it's like at thirty eight dollars compared to, you know, the three hundred, you know, yeah. the amount of insane money that was there two years mm-hmm. ago. Not there yep. anymore, but, you know, good for all those people. I, do you, so do you guys think like I, I feel like we did this Barry, you and I, I believe I may be thinking incorrectly, but I feel like at some point on the podcast, we may have predicted how long GameStop would be around. Uh, but what do you think the shelf life is on GameStop as a company? You still think it's going to be here 10 years from now? I think the problem I'm seeing is especially like now when you mentioned yep. like this NFT trouble stuff. There's enough in a lawsuit to bankrupt a company because GameStop yep. isn't doing well. That's been no. proven as well. Uh, it doesn't help anybody that console like it doesn't help GameStop where consoles are becoming harder like to get and harder to sell. And yep. also like I I browse Reddit a lot and a lot of the times too is GameStop wants you to buy these bundles that have a hundred dollar gift card, two games, a second controller, yep. uh, and and PlayStation Plus, and for a lot of people, uh, they—that's how they end up getting their console because they need that stuff. Where yeah. other retailers are just kind of, yeah, if we have them in stock, you don't have to buy a bundle or anything like that. I know that kind of in, in that sense, GameStop is kind of forcing you to buy more than what probably it's you predatory. Want to. Yeah, yeah. But if if you want a PS5, that's what GameStop wants you to do, and. Yeah. I think that's definitely soured their image at this point. Yep. I I could see them start going to be an independent sort of thing. Like you can still wear the banner of GameStop, but you're in like you should be independent now at this point. Like you pay for, you know, the banner name and that kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. that's the direction they may have to eventually go just because it just seems like every, you know, every month at this point there's something with layoffs, something with a CFO or COO or CEEOO times two <laughs> squared to the power of five, yep. like resigning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it just seems like they're on a downward spiral. Do I think they could still be a thing in 10 years? Sure, but I think the business model has to change. Yeah. What do you think, Craig? I don't know if I want to be that. Well, you're not being that generous with saying 10 years. You're saying, Oh, I thought you didn't want to be that guy. I was like, be that guy, (laughs) Craig. Be that guy. No, no, no. Um, I I like your answer, Barry. I just want to kind of have the controversial uh, Mm -hmm. answer. I'm in no way a businessman. 
Uh, However, I don't, I don't know if they can make it past the next, I don't know, five years. Even I feel like there's something that's, that's going to happen. That's going to be more drastic for them in the next couple of years. That's really just going to set it free. There's just too many omens and the energy from the company as a whole it's almost like a negative financial palpable energy. Yep. Um, and that's just how I feel, you know, uh, again, just clarifying, I am not a businessman and I know it takes certain things for, I mean, it takes a lot, it's a lot easier for a company to just go down in flames than it is to build a company. We all know that, mm-hmm. but I just got this feeling that they're not going to last half a decade, you know, yep. in my, in my eyes, I would say, uh, I look at it as, you know, a couple was it last week or the week before where, where I brought up the amount, the percentage of people who were buying games digitally on the PlayStation, right? And it was just an astronomical number. Um, and despite what we do, where we buy physical, that's not the case with a lot of people. Most people buy digital. And when I look at other retailers, um, like I was just in a Target today, right? And from the last time I was there and their movie section is even smaller now. Right. And it's just like just new releases. Um, I think of like a Target, Walmart, um, Best Buy. Trying to think of, you know, those are like the top three I think of where they can afford to cut out a gaming section or minimize a gaming section when that business not necessarily dries up, but like it's not what it once was. And, and, it's obvious it's not what it once was. People aren't coming in to buy games as much. Whereas GameStop, that's all they sell. So yeah. I think you're probably right as far as like five years. Um, I thought I remembered hearing too that they were going to make a bigger presence in the retro gaming market, like selling wise. And I don't see that either. I see it on their website, but like you don't see that in a store, right? And I think that would help because then and you could try And it's not advertised either. Right. Because like you could try at that point and take out the the smaller local retro game stores, right? Cause they're in yeah. every, every city, every town has a local retro game store and you could try to take that business. But I mean, that's the only way I could see them doing better at this point because retro gaming is huge right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, it doesn't even seem like they're trying to tap into that. And part of it could be their trade in value has always been not great. Um, so, you know, maybe retro wise, they're really trying to stick it to people. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think probably five years tops, they're not going to be, they may not be completely gone, but you're not going to see two in every town like you do now. Yeah. And like, that's, that's a good point. If they want to go and Starbucks, what Starbucks is to a mom and pop coffee shop, if they want to go around and do that to a lot of, of retro game uh retro game stores or like smaller ones i mean that's that's not a bad idea to kind of retain some capital or mm-hmm. make you know make your stake in that portion of the business but if their hands are tied in that avenue and they're not even trying to go that route like i don't know what they're doing i just don't yeah. it's it's just but i can feel i can feel the bad business decisions from here they're you know, reaching. I, They're just like he, grabbing at random yeah. things like, oh, let's see if the NFT works. Let's see if the retro gaming works. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else they have left to reach to, honestly, at know. this point. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's uh, those are the three I had. So we can do the Pokemon. Hoax. 
Pokemon. Po- 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 Pokemon. Pokemon direct from the third here. Uh, yeah. Craig, do you want to go over more of the details and I kind of fine tooth comb it or how do you want to do this? Um, I feel like so Barry, everybody has like kind of like a hat that they wear in this podcast. <laughs> and while you while you wear the anime hat, you also kind of wear like the the gaming like introducing, especially in a Pokemon sense hat. So I'd like you to take it. And I'd like to comment about a couple of things. I mean, that's what we do here. So it's not sure. like that's not going to be a thing. But why don't you take it away? All right. We get a big direct from Pokemon going over there, bringing back the uh, car tournament as well, bringing back VGC, doing it in person and in London, I believe, in Europe. Mm-hmm. They also hosted a big like DLC thing for Pokemon EX Masters, another mobile game, and Pokemon Unite, a Switch and mobile game as well. Then we got into the meat of it, which was uh, Scarlet and Violet, where this does look to change a lot of things. It comes right out in the first five minutes and go, this is a, an open world RPG, which is apparently a first for Pokemon, where I'd probably consider Arceus. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. consider Arceus <laughs> yeah. a pretty open world RPG. But there's right. a couple things to it as well. New. We're getting co-op, four-player co-op, heavily kind of advertised in this. Yeah, It makes sense. The co-op in Sword and Shield was like this four-player dungeon boss type thing. You go through a bunch of mini-bosses to get to a legendary to to make it faint and then have a chance at catching it. And I believe this is what they're building on from that point. So you will be able to do raid battles still, but also be able to play with your friends. How far each of you can go in a separate direction, I really couldn't tell you. That'll be an interesting thing to test out. Also introduce new Pokemon. There is a bread dog. (laughs) I don't know, but it's cute. Like, it legitimately is very cute. That's what Pokemon's good at. It takes place in Spain. The region's name is Paldea. And the biggest thing here, or and I guess sort of the big... There's two big things here. One, I'm going to guess here that it seems as though the legendary Pokemon are going to be available to you earlier than end game, which is what the old ones are. They show off a lot of footage of the trainer riding, gliding, climbing with the legendary Pokemon. And they say in Mm -hmm. the trailer, this is going to be like, it is your tool to explore the world. And if that is the case, I think we have to see these tools implemented earlier than, than at end game where it shouldn't be using the Pokemon ride system like in Sword and Shield, where you like go to the map and you pick what you want. If they truly want this open world RPG experience, you should be able to glide and do all of this with a Pokemon fairly, fairly early in the game. Yeah, Uh, probably around the same time you get the bike, which is around the third gym battle. in you know, the originals got to love the bike. Yep. Didn't didn't Arceus do it right, Barry and Craig? Like, didn't Arceus kind of do it right? Like, you every new region, they you got it, a right? new traversal <laughs> kind so, of. So, so for me, I I had issues with it because it felt like it took too long for them to do that for me. Because you took forever. Yes, because I took forever. <laughs> I was I a hundred percent of the Pokedex. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I do understand that it's a little bit frustrating for me to not get to certain Pokemon because I don't know fly. And then I got to get 20, 40 hours into the game in order to get fly to finally fly. So 
it, it if they are preaching accessibility like they say they are, right. this needs to be available earlier. They mentioned in this that there's three branching story modes uh, where one is probably the gyms, uh, which are now non-progressive or not progressional, I should yeah, say, you where them. you can face and them however point. you want. There is no there's no rhyme or reason or to tell you which gym to go to first. So it should be adaptive to where your Pokemon are. The next up is going to be then probably a Pokedex where you're completing the Pokedex most likely. And then the third one, which is just me guessing, I have a feeling it's going to do with the new Terrat. I'm not going to say it right. And <laughs> I just watched the trailer less than like 30 minutes ago. Terrastal forms. Pretty sure that I'm pretty sure I nailed it there. You did. It looks to be a big change to Pokemon as every single Pokemon can do this and it can also change their types. It makes uh especially in competitive Pokemon, it makes a big difference. Certain Pokemon have special forms as well. So there is there's a lot going on in this game. It looks to build on what Arceus was bare bones for. It's trying to build up on that next portion of things, which mm -hmm. I have to applaud them for, because, again, we're getting Scarlet and Violet less than a year later from Arceus. Yeah. So I just hope the game does not come out as buggy as Arceus did. And I just hope there they are. I hope this is a true grow to form about what this formula could be. I think they have something here with the Arceus one, but it yeah. needs to needs to be good. They took a they took their next step with Arceus, which was what was nice they tried out some things they got a lot of great reception and now they're trying to like to move it into the future of pokemon which is great out of all the things that they're changing and barry we heard you list off like a bunch of awesome <laughs> things that we can expect there is still one thing that they need to get uh-oh why do we not have voice actors i was literally sitting here about to say the same thing they have so much money yeah Yep. They have all of the monies. They yep. have they have they have 85 million game stops worth of money. <laughs> and we yep. still and we still we're getting we're getting legendary Pokemon early. We're getting even deeper. That's a guess. And, that's a guess. We're getting even yeah. deeper and brighter forms of Pokemon to be available. We're getting four person um co-op uh traversal together. How many times, by the way, speaking of together, how many times did they say together in that trailer? <laughs> they are so proud, and they should be, about how Pokemon does bring people together. But, like, I don't want to jump away from my point because I think this, this is an angry point for me. But the, they can't pay, like, six people. They couldn't pay the lady who was in the trailer. The lady who actually was speaking during the Violet and... Yep. Uh, the Violet Scarlet. portion and Scarlet portion. Actually, she had a great voice. They can't just like throw her $50,000 and just say, hey, can you voice like a lot of the female leads in this, please, for us? Just yep. get some voice actors, you know, yep. just 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 get it. That that's the, that, that's my hot take on it. Craig, I'm glad you were thinking about it with me, because this is yep. like the, they are they are so beyond rich. It's not even funny. They could they could do whatever they want with the game, and we'll still buy it because it says Pokemon on it. Yep. Um, but but just get get some voices in there. Just get some voices in there. I don't know if you could tell, but I feel a little strongly about this point. Yep. Just maybe a tad, maybe a bit. 
I literally I literally wrote that down when I watched it so that I wouldn't forget to bring it up. And I was so ready to go hard on how they refused to voice act. And then you did it, which makes me feel that much better that it's not just me being picky. But holy cow, man, is it that hard? Every other game in the world does voice acting. All yeah, of but them. It's, yeah, but why would they change? Why would they change anything that's not broken for that? Because much? people have short attention spans now and people don't want to read that crap. I never do in Pokemon. I'm just like, skip, 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 skip. So you might as well do voice acting. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Any game that doesn't have voice acting, I automatically am judging it from the first second I play the game. I'm already a a little bit upset. And I'm like, really? So like it sours my taste on games so quick. And the fact that they just refuse to do it is just mind blowing to me. I just don't understand the reasoning. I mean, I there's know. a bunch of there's a bunch of indie games that how yeah. many indie games come out a year that have it, you know, yep. where it's a small budget, small team, 15 people <laughs> yep. to 35 people banding together to create a video game. And they take the time and energy and effort and love. Yeah. To put yep. that into their game. Are you saying Pokemon doesn't have love in it anymore? Because I'll saying, agree with you. I'm saying <laughs> that they have reached a specific point where they can release whatever they want. We've seen how many of our favorite musical artists, you know, like, I don't know, what's a good one? Fallout Boy is a good example. Sorry for any Fallout Boy fans, but Fallout Boy reached a point Uh, in their career. Crap, you're going to... I was going to say, now a part of our audience is going to hate us. I love Fallout Boy. I I played Fallout Boy when I was taking a shower before this podcast. So (laughs) let me me make that clear. But, (laughs) But it was Infinity on High. It wasn't their new stuff. So, but like it, you see it in a lot of different art, a lot of different artistic depictions, whether it be something like music, video games, whatever, is like eventually you do hit a certain point where you can put out a not less than stellar product, because that's not what I'm saying, but you don't mm-hmm. have to try as hard for your audience to not purchase the product. Pokemon is such a it's such an at-home name. It might as well be all of our brothers and sisters. Like it might as well be a sibling to us because what video game has literally raised three decades of children and is yeah. still and is working on their fourth? Am I right? That's the right math, right? Yeah, yeah, it's probably right. Yeah, it, Pokemon has raised three decades of children in different generations and has found a way to do it. And now they're like taking that next step, so like they can. We're going to buy it. We bought something earlier this year that had Pokemon already in the name, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I didn't expect this tangent to go this way, that the way that it did. <laughs> it's just, I know that for me as a person who played the, like waited for the, the startup of the game freak. And then that silhouette of the trainer in the Pokemon red and blue, I would like to them to further my experience with Pokemon by just giving me something that I'm used to from all of my other top tier games that I spend the same, if not more money on, you yeah. know, it's yeah. that, that's just, that's my point. Now, not to take away, there was a lot of good stuff that was mentioned and shown. It got me excited. I wasn't as excited as I was when, when I saw this recent showing that they were able to give us. I'm excited about a lot of things, really that multiplayer, um 
just the, 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 the world being modeled after Spain, which is a beautiful country, you know, like it's just, there's a lot of things they're doing right. I think what Craig and I are trying to say is there is just one thing they can still do <laughs> yep. if, they, yep. if, they wanted, if they wanted to make it a more immersive experience because that's what voice acting does. Yeah. You know? You, you, Barry, you, Barry, you literally I'm good said with reading. all my points. Barry's I'm good couldn't... with reading. I I mean, well, it's because you do it all the time with like games that aren't dubbed over from the Japanese, right? I'm just saying, like yeah. the average player, their attention span is is non-existent because, and I'm guilty of this too, right? Like when I play Apex or Rocket League or Call of Duty, what's the first thing I do in between matches? I'm on my phone immediately, right? Like every time. So like I'm not gonna read this stuff. I'm going to get to the point where I'm, I was the same thing with Arceus. That intro was so long and there's so much text that I'm like, oh, my God, just let me play the game. Yeah. But with voice acting, it makes it a little bit better. So maybe we're picking on it too hard. I don't think so. Um, I just think it's lazy, honestly. I think I want them to do it just so they can pick somebody like Harrison Ford to be Professor <laughs> Oak. That would be my pick. for. That Professor would be cool. Oak. <laughs> now what what if they what if they did it in a style like Breath of the Wild did where your major characters got voice acting but a lot of your minor characters did not It's not an excuse anymore I so, would take, I would take so that would you, so, so you take that criticism over to Breath of the Wild as well and the Zelda series as a whole I do Okay I'm just making yeah. I'm just making sure that yep. it carries over You to, know my feelings on Zelda I do. I, well, yeah. I know particularly your feelings with Breath of the Wild, and I share yeah. a lot of them. But mm-hmm. I guess because I've been raised with it, I don't see. I guess I don't see it as a need for those games, and I'm not right. sure why. Because um, it's all about self-insertion. So, yep. like in Arceus and in Pokemon and in Zelda, I'm making up the voices in my head because <laughs> I'm playing all of the actors myself. Yep. I'm yep. the star. I'm I'm the man that decides their fate. <laughs> You're the main character. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the main character in an anime, so yeah. that's it's not I, I a get deal it. breaker. No, it's I not. yeah I I get yeah. it. It's it's for me. I guess I don't see that they need to do it, but maybe it would. Maybe I see where it would be nice for people to have that. Yeah, especially especially considering and also this. It, you guys make a good point too, where it's the games are now all about accessibility, and if you want more people to play your game. Why not make it so maybe people who have a hard time reading text can yep. hear the voices in games? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that you guys bring up a good point. They are also like they aren't adapting to the accessibility train that a lot of people have brought into gaming now. And it's maybe it's because it's old and they are stuck in their ways and need to, you know, grow. But it's Nintendo. Yeah, you know, what? it's you... not Nintendo. And like yeah. the last, the last thing I'll say about it is, and I'll use a, a recent example that just came out, and I know they're different games, but Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different things you could say about the game, positive and negative. There's a lot of positive for me, and one of the things that I'll tell you is I'm dedicated to the characters. You know why? Because sixty percent of what is said in the game has a voice to it, like sixty percent. And it makes me love the character more. Now, I can't tell you a single gym leader that I care about in any of the games, except the ones that I've 
witnessed personally when I watched the Pokemon television series and yep. Misty had a voice and Brock, and Brock had a yeah. voice and Sabrina had a voice, you know, yep. and Erica had a voice. Lieutenant it, Surge. Connect- yep. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Surge. Surge had a Giovanni. voice. Giovanni. Yes. Are we just going to name all the gym leaders? Yes. Name all the gym- yeah. And, and <laughs> Lieutenant Surge had a voice that sounded exactly like it should. Mm-hmm. It was the voice that I made up in my head, too, when I was playing <laughs> the game on Game Boy. You see what yep. I... So, like, the connection was there. I don't care about the characters in Pokemon, so I really have to care about the gameplay because they can't connect me to the, carrier, car- the characters because I'm reading with no emotion except like grunts and groans that they add (laughs) you know it's just i don't know it's just a suggestion and i'm not a rich man they're the rich ones they know the formula so i'm just voice actors i'll do it for free yeah yeah i will i would say this is the least hyped i've ever been for a pokemon game ever oh see and i'm i'm extremely excited for it everything i saw i was just kind of like meh okay I think I'm more excited than I was for Shield and Sword. Okay, but but not for but not for Arceus. That's fair. I didn't like Arceus though, so that's fair. But did we make it through the news? We did yeah. it. There's, I there's we a lot did. of there's a lot of angry yeah. uh, rants in this news. Yeah, we're all just jaded it. gamers. <laughs> is what it sounds like. It. We can do. Let's go to the games. Uh, games this week. Yes, hit I agree me with what you guys have been playing. I'll go yeah, first. Yeah, why don't you go first? Man? I played Xenoblade Chronicles 3, played more of it. I got a very good, like, definitive <laughs> opinion on this game. Okay. I also have been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite. Oh, God. As of late, <laughs> uh, because uh, because of the one-year anniversary of it, they're doing a whole bunch of promo stuff for it. So I kind of jumped in at the right time, I believe. Okay. Craig? That is all I played. Are you sure, yeah. Barry? Because it sounds like there's one more game. He's not game. sure. <laughs> I play I'm trying, video games. <laughs> I'm trying to remember just because I I'm I don't remember turning on my Xbox or PlayStation really much too much this week. So yeah. I, I know it's primarily Switch games that I've been playing. Okay. okay. How about you? Uh, so I didn't have a chance to talk about Witchwood last yes. week yep. because we were focusing on Stray and a bunch of other things. And... Um, I also have been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for the most part. Um, and then I also have tapped into Monster Hunter Rise. Oh, God. Because as as of late, and like I'm not going to say much about the game. It's going to be two minutes. Because okay. the only reason I'm playing it is because I got a new gaming computer. So, Fair. So I'm on Steam now. Like my wife and I, we got a gaming laptop. It's just the best thing because we both work from home. So it had to be portable. It couldn't be a desktop. Maybe in the future, a desktop is coming our way gaming wise. But we took the leap. We're on Steam. Got the Xbox controller sitting right next to it. You know, that whole sh- that whole thing. So that's cheating. That's, that's, I got to I yeah. got to suggest some games <laughs> to you. Yeah, for sure. Please do. And that's actually all I'm going to say about Rise. So we'll do like all of our other games. I just wanted to say it. I just wanted to make a point that it looks that this is what I've been waiting for. It was $30 on Steam. 30 mm-hmm. It's because, oh, by the way, everybody, uh, they're doing a bunch of Monster Hunter like sales this week. Yeah. Uh, Rise was 30 bucks on Steam. It looks amazing on, 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 a, on the gaming laptop with a nice monitor. And the point I'm making is this is why I didn't get it for the Switch. Yep. 
because yep. the switch is behind everybody else. But that's that's another rant that's not happening. <laughs> Craig. Craig, yes. Um, I did not play any Xenoblade Chronicles 3, so let yes. me put that out there. Um, yes. I played a whole bunch of that Turbo Golf Racing, the first one on my list of games that I picked. Um, okay. And then in my quest, since I've beaten Demon Souls, to go back and play games that I wrote off, I started playing Neo. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so where do we want to start? Get You know what? Actually, can we start with Craig? No, get the Xenoblade Chronicles out of here, please. Okay, we'll just. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a bad way because I actually like that game, but I just didn't play it this week. Go ahead. Barry, why don't you take it over? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I finally made it like to pass the first boss, so to speak, and yeah, I'm probably, great. you know, now more midway. And these carrot, like, this game has has no right to be as fun as I'm having. Mm-hmm. It's. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that all of these characters, I'm interested in what they're doing, who they are, what this world is. Because, like, to, uh, they are dumping a lot of stuff on you after uh, <laughs> during that first boss battle. There is a, a whole are. ton of stuff that they're throwing at you. And for me, it's just super interesting to see, okay, there seems to be an organization that has every letter of the alphabet, maybe. I'm not sure. They're all yes. just calling themselves <laughs> after letters. Yep. Uh, now the now the party can form an Ouroboros, which is this you know almost Gundam type. I, I don't want to call it a Gundam, almost like a Power Rangers. You know, it, it, it's kind of like what a did combo. they used to call them? A Megazord. Megazord. A Megaz- it is a Megazord. Okay, I was yeah. thinking Zoids, yeah. and that's another anime from a long time ago. <laughs> Megazoids. Megazoids. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, they they combine to make like this uh, with a machines? Megazord. No, it's it's like it's, it's like an organic god combination, or like yeah. what, what, what? it's like a okay, yeah. So they, they join look, there themselves are still a lot together. Of questions. Yeah, there are there are still a lot of questions with it for sure. Oh God, but super anime. Th- I I yeah. I really like all the characters. I love like Noah and Mio, or I think Mia. I think it's Mio. Yeah. They like their chemistry with like they're fighting like they're so close to killing each other. And then they mm-hmm. start to realize what they're doing. Like, you got to stop. And I was really like, I was so into all of what was going on, all the cutscenes, all of the fighting stuff. I was all for it. And now I'm starting to learn more about uni and starting to learn more about lands. And now there's Tyon. And now lands is my boy. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and then there's, you know, to be fair, I know Craig, you don't like Riku, uh, but Hate him. they're not that, I don't know. They aren't in the story that much for me. Like, yeah, they're kind like they're a little tidbits in there. But Mm -hmm. what did they become more important, Craig? Uh, Don't tell me that. (laughs) It's just a tad. It's just a tad. It's fine. I'm just skipping everything anyway, so it won't matter. They'll become more beneficial, though. So it kind of helps. But they're they're there. Okay. both of or. I don't know if you got to the second one. You know the second one because the yeah. second one is with the other group. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I I really want to know more about these characters. Like they've all come from pretty harsh backgrounds, therefore giving them a story that you know is interesting and worth telling. So I am all for what Xenoblade Three is doing. I think the combat, while like I'm not the biggest proponent of the auto sort of attack, there's so much more going on the screen. 
that you like I I can't help but pay attention and pay attention to my positioning, pay attention to who I'm controlling, pay attention to when my auto attack is finished so I can auto cancel into one of my moves in order to make my Mm -hmm. super get like further. There are so many mechanics going on that the combat isn't boring, it's engaging. And yeah. That's that's saying a lot considering that uh, an auto attack game I don't think should be this fun, but it is. And it is. the story is intriguing when the moment you take out Rex from Chronicles 2, I'm all in for it. <laughs> it it yeah. seems like the moment you take all the fanfare out of Pyra and Mithra and actually tell a, a kind of a serious story. Like it, it's amazing what that, what that does for the storytelling portion of things, and yeah. how like more engaging this game is than two. Yeah, you make a good point, and like the the story, the story's great. They there's certain things that are just mesmerizingly good to me. You know the the fact that it's two warring nations. Everybody is born with ten years on their clock. You either give the ten years fighting, and you actually survive to, to die then, to die. Or you die, but no matter when you die, you supply your country, your warring state with the energy to continue fighting. And it's about six people that don't have to worry about that anymore and what they have to go through. And there's like a pariah sense in there. There's racism between the two mm-hmm. warring nations. And it's there's just so many, many things going on. And what they do correctly to not get you bored with auto attacking because that is the boring part to me is they keep introducing mechanics if you guys keep playing by the sixth hour they're going to introduce something else and it's going to be another button press in battle and then eight hours later there's going to be a cutscene, and your characters are going to learn something else and then you could do that you think you're cool with just being ouroboros where they're going to keep going with it trust me because i'm in like hour 30 or 35 they keep going and they're still teaching you stuff and i think while that sounds like a lot being said it actually helps when the primary mode of attacking is the auto attacking which turns a lot of people off like myself and you guys aren't the biggest fans of it either Uh, that's why i didn't want to buy xenoblade chronicles 3 but what they're doing is they're keeping me with the characters with the story and actually with the gameplay and there's there was a couple of battles where I was fighting a boss and it felt like, you know, when you had that one friend who was really good with King from Tekken <laughs> and in order to be in order to like one shot a friend in Tekken with King, you had to do like all of his wrestling move combinations, yep. like basically in succession. That's the closest RPG wise that this feels at this point in the game. They keep just putting all of these different button things that you need to do. Or just ways to keep you engaged in the actual gameplay. So it's a thumbs up for me. I'm glad I, I bought it and I'm quite impressed with it. And it looks, and like we said last week, because uh, I believe Craig and I chuckled at this, it looks good for a Switch game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's good for a Switch game. So you're not wrong. I enjoy it. I just didn't go back to it this week, is all. I'll go back oh, yeah. to it though. And skip through all the cutscenes just to make all you guys mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would make me mad. That, that would absolutely make me mad. You, and you know what? After you skip those cutscenes after the first battle, you're not going to understand what's going on and you'll stop playing. Yeah, probably. 
At this point, though, I'm almost determined just to try and beat it without watching any cutscenes because I think that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. (laughs) And then, and then afterwards, and then afterwards, I'll try to explain the story. Yeah, right. And then, and then Craig and I will let (laughs) you know how close you are to. Yeah. How funny would that be? That would be funny because this game relies on cutscenes. There are like set pieces. There are like 15 to 20 minute like drawn out cutscenes. It's don't you. Don't you think, though, that a game like story driven games, right? And this is one of them. Don't you think they would take away the ability to skip a cutscene? Because some games do, right? Like some games force you to watch these cutscenes. It -hmm. always surprises me when games like this allow you to. Yeah, that's a good uh... point. I I just have a feeling that, you know, I think they're just trying to be considerate of people like yourself who are (laughs) skipping through the cutscenes (laughs) don't care about what's going on. Nope. And I would love to see, and there's no really way of telling this, what are the numbers between people that watch the cutscenes and how far they get through the game versus people yeah. who don't watch the cutscenes and how far they get uh, in the game? It would it would be an interesting study. Uh, that would, I, I feel like most people would drop off almost immediately if they didn't watch the cutscenes, though, you know, because you're not going to you're going to be like, oh, I don't know what's going At on. At one point, so you're confused. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. But if the combat's that fun, I guess. Yeah, sure. That's that's worth it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Craig, do you want to do your your uh, the one you didn't get to do last week? Because oh, yeah. I I did look at that actually today, and I was interested. So yes, so Witchwood. Mm-hmm. Um, so Witchwood is done by a studio called Alien Trap. I don't know much about what they release other than Witchwood, but it's. Basically, if you ask them to describe it, it would be kind of like a RPG fantasy crafting game. All right. So you start out as, yeah, you, yeah, you start out, maybe take out fantasy, but at least just anyway, you start out as a witch who wakes up from this trance or like blacked out. She doesn't know where she is. And she meets this black sheep, Billy Goat kind of thing um and it's basically kind of like a supposedly like the devil or at least in like a a sense a a demonic kind of figure and what you have to do in the game is you have to get a certain amount of souls back from different animals in order to free yourself and there's like a fair maiden who's asleep like sleeping beauty you're supposed to save her by trading the souls to get her right Where this game excels and why I like it is it plops you into this cleverly drawn world and it's 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 crafting. You're you're a witch. You have a a book of spells and there are things that you gather to either propel you through the game, do whatever combat you actually need to do, which is essentially crafting the thing that what uh, that the monster that's trying to kill you doesn't like. And you go to these different spots to try to collect the souls. It's humorous. Uh, every single soul is representative of an animal. So I think like the first four doesn't ruin anything for you, but you have to collect like the snake soul. You have to collect, you know, a bear soul and it's borderline. They use kind of like a brother's grim take in addition to a fairy tale take with each of the characters, like the snake one, you, you go to find them. The snake is running this big, uh, like cat, like amusement park kind of thing, and he has everybody in a trance, and you have to figure out how to get people out of the trance, and then get the snake 
the snake's soul. It's it's perfect because despite the fact that I've spent five minutes explaining it, it's such a simple game. It's for everybody who just wants to take a break from a tough game. If you have somebody who likes to do those type of craft uh, collection things, but not have to worry about losing because I played the whole game and I didn't die. You know, you have a three heart Zelda system. And if something hits you, you lose a heart, but you can heal yourself, but you don't get into much combat. And it was just the perfect game for the transition for me before playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I encourage anybody to take a look at the trailer because what really is going to do it for you is how clever it is and how well drawn and well crafted the world is. Uh, it's called Witchwood. You take the eye out and you put the, the uh, Y in there. That's how they got, that's how they made that. But it's, it's such a small, it's, a, it's probably a 10 hour game maybe 12 if you like to walk around, but there's different zones. You learn more about the world around you. There's a forest section, there's a snow section, there's you know all those type of sections. And you just basically walk around and you just try to find and craft all the things that you need to progress through the game. I recommend it. Isn't it on uh, PlayStation Plus too, isn't it? I it think. is on, it's on PlayStation Plus. I would, so here's the thing, I have to check because I bought it mm -hmm. a month and a half or two months ago, and okay. I just got to play it. So, you know, when you can kind of take a look and you can't tell whether or not yep. what the price is. Or I feel like I saw it on there, but I'd have to double check. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd have to double check as well. But if it is, that's a good deal. If you have yeah, PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And if it's not, it's worth 20 bucks. I'll tell you. Okay. It's 20. It's a 20 buck, 10 hour game. You know, two bucks an hour. Yeah, that's fair. Very Pokemon. Yeah, sure. Pokemon Unite <laughs> for me. A older game, about a year out now. We got a anniversary. This yeah. is baby's first League of Legends game. I want to <laughs> say you have your tank, supporter, defender, all arounder uh, guidelines, but they're just Pokemon instead of heroes, like in League of Legends. And you go around killing. You know, what is I shouldn't say killing because Pokemon wouldn't like that. You <laughs> you go around taking down other Pokemon and getting points for it. And you take those points and put them into your opponent's hoop is what it is or like their zone. And then a certain and then you put in a certain amount of destroys that zone and then you destroy another zone. And then there's their home base where at the usually at the end of the game, by the time you're at their, your their home base, you're getting double points for scoring points on their home base zone now like they're like there's a top lane there's a bottom lane and then there's jungler and i've i'm gonna be throwing around a ton of terms that probably no one understands to be honest Keep throwing them but it, it is a fairly simple game to get i think the tutorial is well thought out and i also think that right now is kind of the best time to play because they're giving you a ton of free pokemon to play as you log okay. in daily like I played for maybe about two hours the first day that I played last week and I had three Pokemon I can pick from. And then they also have like limited time Pokemon that you can play for the time being until it, the week resets. So there's always like if your favorite Pokemon's Gengar, you can save up for him. Or if he's in the rotation, you can play him until he runs out and then force yourself to learn a new Pokemon or a new role, I should say, in the game. I will say that 
it is definitely a pay-to-win type game, especially there are these held items that can increase your health, increase your attack, increase your speed, and these items have up to 20 levels in them. So as you level them up, you do more damage, get more health, do have more speed, that kind of thing. So people who pay to play this game have an advantage over those who, of course, don't. Uh, but right now, because of the first year anniversary, you can actually get pretty decently through some of the levels of the items and you know be able to at least be a little bit competitive if you're looking to do that. I originally played this game because I was getting really tired of Le uh, League of Legends. I was getting my butt beat all the time with my friend. <laughs> we lost like six in a row. And yes. then I went over to Pokemon Unite where I'm probably... Uh, where I'm probably, you know, playing against little children and beating them because, you know, the, it, it's the restaurant analogy again. They want their kid yep. to shut up during the restaurant. And they're like, go play Pokemon Unite on my phone or on the tablet. So yeah. I'm I'm probably, you know, making a lot of little kids angry because I'm playing this game and beating them at it. But <laughs> it, it it's fun. I am having fun with it. Even when I'm losing, uh, I, I do think that there is fun to be had in this game. And it all has a really shiny paint of Pokemon. On it, and yeah, yeah. As Craig mentioned earlier, as much as I wear the anime man hat for the podcast, I also definitely wear yes. a Pokemon one as well. Isn't it fair to say that you may also just wear the Nintendo hat? You got the Nintendo hat. I don't know right? about that. You don't think so? Well, so here's the thing, and this is like completely different, of course, from sure. the games we play. Yeah, I like Pokemon. I like Zelda Fire to Emblem. a point. I like, okay, yeah, for Pokemon Fire Emblem for sure. Pokemon yep. Fire Emblem for sure. Like, I love those franchises. I really Mario. don't play Kirby too much. I really don't nice. get into Mario too much. Okay. okay. I was going to say Kirby like, was a bad way to start. Like, you don't... Yeah. Like, I really Mario don't play Kart, Kirby. Though. Smash. You have the Smash hat. I do have the Smash hat. That's for, Smash that hat. is for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, that's also, like, a combination of, of Nintendo. I'm not sure I would necessarily right. count that. But... Yeah, you know what? I do play a lot of Nintendo games, but, you know, Metroid, I don't play too much of, to be honest, as well. Animal Crossing, I really don't care for. Uh, I think it has a lot but to do with But you played a game. lot of it. Animal, Animal Crossing? Cross. Yeah. No, I didn't. I thought you did. No, I can I can bring up my stats <laughs> right now. I can. I, can I, felt, I, I don't know why I felt like when that first came out, and that's when we first started the podcast, I felt like you played it for a bit. But maybe I, I know I didn't. I played it for like a day or two and then stopped. I mean, I, OK, I might have played it for more than a day, if that's what we're getting at. <laughs> okay, OK, Uh Of course, there's two. Of course, right now, there's too many games that I've played recently to even tell you uh, that uh, how far I am in the game. But regardless, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get that far. I never got to the point. I think I added like three like villagers to my home okay. uh, and stopped because I hated the crafting system. It's one of the most convoluted, most frustrating things uh, ever. And if that makes me a non-Nintendo person, so be it. <laughs> I think they'll still let you be a Nintendo person. Yeah. But yeah, Pokemon Unite. Uh, okay. It's definitely very beginner friendly. Uh, if you're looking to get into that type of that type of game, which I, I guess I really don't have a name for that type of game. To be honest. League of Legends ripoff. I suppose that League could of fit. Legends side game, like yeah, but light. <laughs> yeah, but there is a, it's like not a, it's not an MMO. It's not. no, it's not an MMO. RTS. It's, it's a, 
kind of, I guess. Yeah. I guess like an RTS. I, I'm going to look up the word because there there is a game. There is a word for this. But now I'm okay. going to go look up the word for what type of game uh, League of okay. Legends is. If one of you want to go into Sure. Um, all right. So first game on my list of games I fought for to come out so far this year. Turbo yeah. Golf Racing came out on... Uh, I don't. I think it's on PC. It's on Game Pass on Xbox, which is where I'm playing. It's in. It's in preview status, so it's not okay. fully released yet. Um, so it doesn't have like achievements. If that matters, Barry, did you find it? I did. What is it? In the moment, the moment I found it, it's a MOBA. MOBA. Multi, yep. A MOBA. multiplayer online battle arena. That's exactly it. It's a MOBA. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Turbo Continue. Golf Racing. Uh. I do have to point out it's made by Huge Calf Studios, which I think it's like six people. Um, so very, very tiny studio. I've been seeing a lot, a lot of people saying like, I can't believe you haven't gotten sued by the Rocket League. Um, this is a blatant ripoff of Rocket League. Um, I wouldn't say it's a blatant ripoff. It definitely looks like it, right? The cars kind of look the same. Um, they definitely don't handle as smoothly as a rocket league type game. But I think the idea is very strong. I'm having a good time with it. It is extremely hard to master. Um, I got two wins early, which, you know, a win consists of when you play online, you play three holes. Um, and then they, you get a certain amount of points. If you finish between first and I think eight, I think there's eight people. Um, so I got two wins the first day really early. And now people are starting to figure the game out. So it's a lot harder than it was. Um, there is no like strokes, right? It doesn't matter how many times you hit the ball. You just have to be the first person to get the ball in. Um, but there's a lot there as far as, um, you know, when I first, the first day I was like, just run into the ball until I realized halfway through the day that you can like push forward, lean back on your car to kind of get more, if you want more height or if you want it to stay on the ground, um, there's power ups to pick up. I think it's a very well done game. I'm having a lot of fun with it because I'm such a big Rocket League fan. Like, I love Rocket League. I play it almost every day. So for me, this is like right up my alley. I'm going to be interested to see if it sticks around, right? Because I don't know mm. if it's going to have the staying power um, unless, you know, I don't know. They update it all the time. Um, as of right now, like they have a season pass, but it's completely free. Um, so as you're leveling up, you're just getting cosmetics for your cars, which is cool. Uh, okay. But yeah, I'm having a ton of fun. I would recommend it to people. Like I said, it's on Game Pass. So you don't got to pay anything for it. Um, sure. I didn't even look to see what its rating is at, but I would assume it's probably halfway decent at this point. Um, I think it needs a little fine tuning, but I think it's going to be something that I think personally is going to stick around at least for a little bit um, until Rocket League decides to do a golf mode and then they're screwed <laughs> right they're totally screwed yeah. if rocket league does that um but i am kind of interested to see if rocket league does anything right like if they are like ah just let it be or if they actually do try to go after them for some sort of money because man some of it you cannot deny is like almost identical <laughs> and i'm just like i don't know if you guys just straight rip the code off here or not but it's 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 close uh, but yeah check that out i am enjoying it so far and then my other one was Neo. So I've been like bouncing around. I was looking on PlayStation Plus for like, all right, what's the next game after Demon Souls that I skipped when it came out or I played for like 20 minutes and gave up on. And I found Neo was on PlayStation Plus. I'm like, let me start there. I remember playing it, but not for very long. And uh, 
man, I love this game. This game's great. Yes. It's so good. Um, it's what I want in a Souls like game where I have a very set path to follow, unlike Elden Ring. I'm still playing Elden Ring, but like I enjoy that. Like, here's your level, get through it, and I'll do that all day, every day over an open world Souls game. Um, I still think it doesn't look terrible, right? I have it on performance mode, so I'm getting that yeah. sweet, crispy 60 frames, um, which I think is important. I did play a little, I went back and tried a little. Uh, more bloodborne as well but i think since there's such a a gap between when i last played it i had no idea where i was going i kind of <laughs> wandered around and found a boss and died and then i went and downloaded neo so <laughs> but uh i'll go back i will go back to bloodborne i will um i was enjoying it until that point but uh yeah i really like neo i obviously there's neo 2 out there that i'm gonna have to try too i don't know how long is this is neo would you say it's like can it be like 60 or 80 hours, Barry, depending on how. Is there a uh, lot of I, levels? There's a good amount of levels. OK, there's definitely a, it's a good it's a nice chunk. It's a pleasant chunk. It all kind of depends. They'll say you could say this about any Souls game, though, but it depends, yeah. depends on how much you die. Right. Frustrated. Yeah, I think I, I, think I played I, it. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think I was about at 30, 30 okay. hours I think for me. Um, yeah. But again, like it's. It's the it, it's a type of game that like you you are going to understand and get better at as well. So like right. the more you play Souls games, the more these games get easier. And that's what I'm saying. Learn, like and it, the more you learn to cheese them. Right. Yes. Right. I mean, that's I immediately jumped in and felt comfortable, which was nice. Right. Yeah. So now I'm just like, man, there's this whole wealth of games out there now that I have to go back and replay because I never gave them more than an hour. So obviously Neo and then Neo Two. Already tried. Sekiro um, is yep. That's, Sekiro. A, that's on my list. Yep. Ooh, that that's such a butt kicker. Sekiro does not play. They, yeah, and I game. played that when it came out. I that's probably the one I played the most. Um, okay. I played it for I want to say like four or five hours before I gave up. Mm. Um, but I I'm excited to try that one again. I was just looking for. I'm like, what's on PlayStation Plus that I can try? And I Neo's on. I don't think Neo Two is on there, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm definitely going to stick through this one for sure. This will be the next one I beat. And then I'll probably go on the hunt for Neo 2. Um, and then maybe Sekiro. Because I feel like if I can get through Neo 1 and 2, I'll be ready for yeah, Sekiro, you, right? Yeah, if you need to if you need to borrow it, I got the collection. Okay. Which is not saying much. It's 1 and 2. But <laughs> it came out in a collection for PS5. So it's, okay. it, you're going to love the bosses in both games, too. They're fantastic. Like Yeah, I think I've only... Well done. I play like that first boss, which doesn't really count as a boss on top of the, like the castle or the dungeon. Or oh, whatever. yeah. That was yeah, that real guy. quick. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. I like the different stances you can take. Um, mm -hmm. I'm partial to uh, just the standard sword, not two, but one. I think that feels like okay. the right way to go. I've been using like the heavier weapons as well. Those feel pretty good. I tend to gravitate more towards like slower, steady more damage which is weird because i don't usually play games that way um yeah. as opposed to like rolling around like a crazy person but i feel like in neo you kind of have to right you got to dodge mm -hmm. more than trying to block it doesn't seem like block is very uh successful in that game yeah it's hard to figure it out uh blocking or countering it, it, it i guess it, yeah it like to, it really depends on the enemy and there's certain yeah. times neo throws you in like a very tight walkway where you can fall off certain sides or like something could be damaging so it's kind of hard to time that right but 
you know, it's definitely a play style to get used to. But I'm enjoying that I have a whole new list of games to play again now. Yeah. In between the newer games coming out, which isn't a whole lot right now. Um, and on a side note, somebody was putting up like, I know it's not until next year, but somebody put up the old intro for uh, college football since we're getting college football next year. Right. Yeah. And man, the memories of like the EA sports coming up and then the intros. Oh boy. I can't wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I did not know how ready I was for that until I heard that old intro and I went, Oh boy. (laughs) And I got mad next week and I'll be telling you guys about that. So how bad it is. (laughs) It'll definitely be called pass interference 2.0. I, I have a feeling that's what it's going to be, but we'll we'll get there. But yeah, that's that's all I played. So we can kick okay. it to the movies, oh. movies and TV shows. For me, I watched the finale of Blackbird. Yes, and I watched the Apple TV uh, movie Luck uh, okay. from Blue Sky, okay. Blue Sky Studios. Uh, and I'm not going to say anything about it. I have been rewatching Game of Thrones because oh. HBO Max updated its updated it to 4K like Dolby Vision. So oh, wow, it looks so I? much better. Like, I, I I do have to tell you guys, like, getting to watch this now, but getting to watch it in, like, that 4K, like, um, like streaming setup, it looks so good. Like, it is amazing what episode one looks like, just <laughs> oh, because it's not, imagine. you know, streaming and from, you know, HBO and that kind of thing. It is. Right. It, it is such a good upgrade for it. And I'm, I find myself really enjoying game of Thrones right now. Of course, by the time I get to the last season, we'll see how I feel, but regardless, I'm enjoying my yes. time binging it right now before a uh, house of house of dragons. House of dragons. Yes. How about you, Craig? Uh, so I watched prey. Yes. And I watched they, th- I think it's technically titled. They slash them. Yes. Me too. So, Oh, wow. So, well, yeah, let's talk about those. Oh, you too. Man. Okay. Yeah. And anything else? Uh, those are the two main things okay. I did. Yeah. Uh, I watched those. I also am all done with Blackbird. And I am, I won't go too into it because I haven't finished it yet, but I'm four episodes into Sandman on oh. Netflix. Oh, my God. I'll be starting that soon. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm going to be starting that <laughs> But anyway, okay. What Ooh. do we want to start with? What do we uh, want to start with? Let's do the TV show Blackbird. Yes. Uh, first. Okay. Yes. I John. can't tell people enough. Watch this show. So good. That last episode <laughs> was so worth it. Like yep. the tension, the the chemistry, the acting, it's all like outstanding. I can't recommend it enough. It is such a creepy, eerie <laughs> type of show. Yep. And like I the whole point of like Jimmy, he wants to like get out to see his father before he dies, which is kind of like the surreal thing because it's played by Ray Luata, I think is his name. And he died in real life. Yeah. Uh, yep, Ray so Luata. I didn't know if they were going to like if he was going to show up in the last episode or not, because I didn't know how filming went or not. Uh, but the ending is just this really, really like crafted, like beautifully, I think, ending. Um, yep. OK. And I can't recommend it enough. It is yep. such a good show. And now that you can binge it, you're not left thinking about it. You can get like your, you know, you can get your full appetizing of Blackbird all in one sitting. And it's only yep. six episodes. It's a limited series. Yep. So okay. 
watch it while you can because I and Craig, Craig's with me here. I can't recommend it enough. I loved the show. Yeah, it's it's done so insanely well. It's it's right up my alley because it's doing dealing with serial killers. Um, I it is a hundred percent in Apple TV show because it's first and foremost a whole lot of talking right but in a good way like like every scene is like there's tension and like you said like that last episode um is so full of it and you're like oh my god what's gonna happen oh my god you know what i mean like him trying to figure everything out and i don't want to spoil anything but like man incredible uh i think like this is kind of these are the shows that i look at and i'm like man uh taron edgerton right this is his yeah. his I want an award TV show, right? Like he's if he doesn't get one for this or and I don't know the guy, the name, the name of the guy who's playing the serial killer, but he should be nominated for one as well, because even at the end, when they show the picture of what they look like in real life, it's like spot on, right? It's like yeah, dead, no, yeah, dead it's on. Really... Um, so, yeah, I like you said, cannot recommend that enough. It's short, about what six hours. Um, you're in and out and just wonderfully well put together TV show. Okay. Paul Walter Halzer. Okay. Is her name is Wal- his name? Yep. Is Paul Hauser. I'm pretty sure it's probably how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. He he absolutely deserves some sort of act like award <laughs> yeah. for how he for how he plays in this. He is such and he he plays such a good serial killer in yep. and it, this is apparently inspired by true events. They do yep. mention that. And I, I honestly do wonder if that's like the voice that Paul put on for him, if that's what he sounded like mm-hmm. as well. It, it is just this eerie creepiness that yep. only like I think a serial killer could give off because yep. um, like there's the whole point of him is that he's very innocent um, in a yep. way. And that it, it just it all comes together perfectly. I really I really do love the last episode. I couldn't help but tear up at the ending a little bit. I didn't cry. Let me make clear, I didn't cry. <laughs> just a tear, one single no. tear. No, not no, one single tear. Yeah, little water in the eyes. Maybe did I was you do the? Out. Did you do the? Uh, you're sitting there and you do the. I'm fine. <laughs> did you do one of those? I think so. I think I might have. <laughs> like you don't see anything. What are you talking about? I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, and, and maybe we talk spoilers in a future in a in a yeah. future episode. But man, watch it, please, yep. please, please watch it. Yep. Um, Craig, let's talk about prey. Let's talk about prey. This is, man. I wish if we were a uh, fully uncensored podcast, I have the perfect uh, way to describe this movie, but I won't do it on here. I'll do it off air for you guys, but. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge Predator guy. I love Predator. Same. It's so good. Um, I can watch the original. Well, one and two. I can watch those yeah. all the time. Now, those other ones, I can not. I can do without. Alien versus Predator. Was it like Predator Requiem? Or was that and weird one with uh, Adrian Pred- Brody? Predators. Pred- yeah, there's that yeah, one. had an S on it. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say that this one, nothing will replace the first one for me. In my mind, like, I don't think yeah. there's ever going to be a Predator movie better than that. But this one's right up there for me. I don't know how you feel, but like, this is pre- a this is a good movie. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, the premise was nice. It was yeah. almost it was almost a period piece kind mm-hmm. of like but a period 
a period pray peace, which I don't think I could say like five times <laughs> fast. Right. But um, it, it basically it's just a, it's a Native American and a Native American tribe. Uh, I think it was the Comanche. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Or Cherokee, one or the other. Or Cherokee. I'll look um, it up. And it was them versus a lone predator. Like, that's yep. what I like about these predator movies and what I dislike when they try to add, like, 20 of them. Because what's cool about <laughs> Predator is when there's an unsuspecting group of people in a remote-esque location that are unaware that a predator is just down there. And he mm -hmm. stalks and starts killing people. And then slowly the surrounding population figures figures it out and then has to combat him. And that's what this was. It was a young Native American woman who was originally a healer yep. but wants to be a, a warrior. She's got the typical trope where her brother's like the best warrior of the warriors. He was like the, yeah, the head one, right? Like the she war chief? Yeah. Yep. And she was basic, She was trying to, I forget what the terminology was, but she basically wanted to get her right of passage to become yep. the warrior, which required you to kill a reasonably a large yeah. predator. <laughs> yep. And as the predator that gets dropped in in the beginning of the movie is just kind of taking in all the flora and fauna and realizing that he's the best thing, which is every movie, Yep. you know, they find she finds out that it exists and obviously nobody believes her, but it's about them being in the woods and her trying to basically escape and get back to the village. But the, the, the good thing about it is that number one, the predator, I thought they made look cool for a 2022 yep. predator. He looked great. And that's yep. half, half of what a predator fan is looking for is whenever in the movie, the predator takes off its mask. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for the moment. Because that moment blew my mind as a kid and yep. like all of the predators, especially one. No, definitely just one and two is what I'm what I'm going to focus on. Right. So you're waiting for that moment and they made them they made them look really good. You know, they can make up they can make this particular creature look cheesy. And I don't think this one did. Um, uh, Craig, I don't know if you noticed this, but I did have mm -hmm. like so. I did have one small thing that annoyed me about it. It wasn't even annoyed, but I just kind of went like, hmm, is they were speaking in English, but in a, in a Native American dialect or a Native right. American colloquialism like type of way. Mm -hmm. But they were like occasionally swearing. Yeah. And it sounded out of place. It did. Because <laughs> <laughs> like yep. they, they, were, they were speaking and, and they did a good job of nailing, at least in English, um, like... And and I guess like speaking, sounding more like Americanized English and like with a less of a Native American twang, they were nailing that speech. But then they right. would throw a swear word every so often in it. And it just mm -hmm. kind of threw me off. It just made me go like, wait, what? Like, why is that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, uh, I always get thrown off with like this takes place about like early 1700s, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and it is Comanche. You were right. Uh, and I always get thrown off when movies have swear words and like from that time period, because in my mind, for whatever reason, I just assume that people didn't swear back then. I know they did, but yeah. like, I don't know. It always throws me off. Um, what I will say, because it is kind of weird that they like mix, they'll go kind of back and forth with like their Comanche language and then English. Um, they have on, it's is on Hulu. They have along with the English version, a fully dubbed um comanche version in native mm -hmm. tongue 
And oh. like, if you're if you're cool with reading, I would I watch both. I would recommend watching that version because yeah, it's not going to match up with their lips, right? Because it's dubbed, but it works so much better than just fully talking in their native language. Um, it's so cool that they did that. Um, and like you said, like the thing with Predator that I think works best and what they kind of got away from is at its core, Predator is they're a race of highly intelligent uh, hunters. And all they do is they drop on a planet and they try to find the best people to fight against. That's all they want to do. Yeah. Um, and they do such a good job in this of like when he first sees the girl, he doesn't consider her a threat. So he just leaves her and walks on. Um, that's what Predator is, right? They're looking for the yeah. baddest person so that they can take their skull and spine as a trophy. That's what they want. It, it doesn't need to get any more complicated than that for a Predator movie. That's it. Um, and the other thing that I really enjoyed was Predator always has like the high tech stuff, right? He can cl- make himself invisible. He's got mm-hmm. like all these gadgets. I really like that he still had them, but because it's so long ago, they weren't as high tech as they were in yes. the original Predator movies, like the, right? Like yeah. The, bo- the bomb yep. um, sleeve. Yep. They're I, I still like that. highly advanced alien technology, but it's like even his mask was like more appropriate to that time era than it yeah. would be in the future. I thought that was really cool. Um, and there's like a few nods. Uh, there was the line where he said, if it bleeds, we can kill it from Predator. Yeah. Um, there is the uh the gun that she gets later is from yeah, predator, predator 2 and predator 2 yep, yep. yep. i, I saw like, that oh, and i was man. like yo <laughs> just little yeah. callbacks that i'm just like yeah. yeah they they did such a great job um yeah cannot recommend this movie enough it was fantastic it's great it's mm-hmm. great and it's short right to the and point and it is short yeah <laughs> yeah i was recommended it today i might try and watch it we'll see yeah i mean i would say watch it and see what you think and then maybe try like the older ones because they still hold up. They do. Yeah. One and two. I mean, yeah, one and two. Great. And Danny Glover's Arnold. hilarious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Arnold in the first. You got Danny Glover in the second. Yep. Man. <laughs> and yes. they're both great protagonists. Yeah, they are. Uh, I'll talk about got? luck. Yeah, go for it. This is the animated movie, right? Yeah, the animated movie from uh, Blue Sky Studios now mm-hmm. uh, from Apple TV. A uh, really fun kids movie. I thought uh, animation looks really good. I thought Blue Sky, you know, as long as it's not Minions, I think they do good stuff. Uh, to be completely <laughs> honest with you guys, I do like the whole. And it's it is a very like uh, type of self aware movie. And you know, you'll know how you feel this. You know, it's you know, there's always the one person, or even you yourself, feel like it, where like everything bad happens to you. Like, it's all just, like, over and over and over again. It's bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. And then you always know the other person that's always so lucky. Um, In this world, uh, it's just a matter of, uh, and you find out that luck and bad luck are controlled in a way where it is completely random. And, you know, some people just have bad luck. And this one girl that has phenomenally bad luck uh, finds a lucky coin and starts to live, like, life better. And how these children grow up is the girl. Uh, she, she grows up an orphan. She's 18. She never gets adopted. So, but she's very close to the younger kids in the orphanage. And her thing is she wants to have her, her friend at the orphanage find her forever family. Cause she doesn't want her to grow up like the, uh, like her. So the whole goal of the movie is trying to get this lucky coin to this girl. 
uh, so that okay. way she can find her forever family. Uh, I really think the notion's really sweet. Uh, the animation is really good, and I don't know. It's it's one of those movies that like feels so based in reality that like you yourself can put yourself in her shoes or in any other any of the characters' shoes. And go, oh yeah, I get it. Uh, in in how like you know the one character's luck is just so bad, uh, and it's like oh yeah, that's me. I'm that person. My luck's that <laughs> yeah. bad, kind of thing. So. Uh, you know, I know I'm on an Apple TV kick apparently, but <laughs> apparently, yeah. Uh, Luck is a really good children's movie. It's not so much a sing along. There is like one like dance sing along kind of portion of it, but it's not. It's not crazy intrusive. It's more about kind of the story building of it all. And I think it's a. I think it's a good animated good movie. You know, Barry, I will fight anyone with the fact that the first Despicable Me is a very good movie. So wait, you you don't think wait. Despicable Me is the first no, movie? No, I no, I think I think it's a very good movie. No, I like one. Despicable Me. Yeah, Just I like Despicable Minions. Me yeah. one, and then yeah. not. Like, the, I am not a particular fan of the Minions yeah. or Despicable Me. You know, two through however many they're on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that first yeah. one, man, I love that movie. I mean, it no, the first, the, I think yeah. the first one's good. Yeah, it's crazy it, good. It brought the minions to popularity, which yep. you know they were later later able to you know monetize. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I'm gonna. I still have that on my list to check out. I just there was yeah. so many things that came out this week on streaming. It was like overwhelming. Was. So I had to like pick and yeah. choose where I was gonna go. There was a um, lot. Speaking of streaming, and also to tie into yours, Barry. Speaking of a musical number, Craig, they them. Oh yes, <laughs> there is a they, musical number in this in this horror there is, movie. There is a musical number in the horror movie. Um, it came out of nowhere, it and it's so weird. But it brought—I don't know—it made me feel good about the characters. It did. It did also just come out of nowhere. Yep. Um, I, I'm, but, I'm so curious your opinion on this movie. So, <laughs> I was excited mm-hmm. because it's a different idea yep. it's an idea in the last decade or two would only come up within the last decade or two because of where we are just and uh, yep. i i was excited so yep. basically the premise is that kevin bacon runs this uh conversion camp and there's a group of l lgbtq people that come to the camp most of them either coerced or forced by their parents and it's coming there to get them straight or get them mm-hmm. the way the parents want, right? And normal in quotations. Normal, right? exactly. Yep. yep. And to be honest, a lot of them come there minus one or two characters already comfortable and knowing who they are, which is one yep. of the sad things about these camps. So it brings a lot of, there's a lot of different, it, it, it definitely gets your feeling about these camps in a specific way because I, from the get-go, I was like, oh my God. Uh, so Kevin Bacon smiles in the beginning, his small group of staff smiles in the beginning, but you could kind of tell there's a sinister nature and it's just, there's a murderer somewhere killing people off Yep. and without ruining anything, because this movie is literally like three days into a streaming access. (laughs) My opinion, I love the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I got really attached to a couple of them. Um, and I don't 
like what the killing route took. Now, I don't know. I don't know if you if you uh, had a similar idea, but I feel like this movie, because of its ambition and because of the subject matter, I feel like they they wrote a great premise and then they got too scared to do something too crazy. So they had to think up, think up whatever M night Shyamalan closest ending they could. <laughs> yeah. And they just threw it in there because at the end of it, I watched it with my wife who, if you watch last week's podcast, you, you viewers and watchers, she was on here talking about stray at the end of the movie. We were like, what? <laughs> we yeah. just, we just, we, it just, it just didn't turn into a good movie for us and for me like it just it, it started off with the hopes of it being that way the trailer really enticed me but the decisions that were made about who the killers or killers was i'm going to keep you guys on your toes mm -hmm. who the killer or killers were or who the um who did get killed i didn't i didn't i didn't end up really liking it as much as i thought i would i don't know how you felt about it craig um it's interesting because I also watched it with my wife and she like absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, I like the movie. I really like the characters a lot. Yeah. It's all the best of part them. of them. They're all the of them are phenomenal. Um, yeah. yeah. They did such a good job with the characters that I was like, all right, I do think that try to find a good way to word it without spoiling. I think they felt, boxed in into writing it that certain characters would not die right like i feel like that's the best way to put it that where better they, way than i put it they like they they it. felt like they couldn't whereas yeah. i feel like you could have and still had the same effect right and because mm -hmm. of that that fear of not killing certain people it changes the entire movie yeah because some people then are like, well, this person or this person has to be safe. So like, OK, now we got to how do we write a story around that while keeping this person safe and not this person? Right. Um, so it's tough. I get it. Like, that's a tough subject matter to write and do correctly. I think they wrote the characters absolutely phenomenally. They did. Um, I was so attached to every single one of them. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think they felt like they couldn't do certain things that I, I think would have made the movie better. Um, yeah. You know, cause you're so attached to the certain people and like if they would have maybe taken out a few of them, it would have hit harder. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it was, I enjoyed it. It's just like you said, it's not the ending I expected. It was it's not different than what you expect when the movie begins. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, man, this is going to get crazy. And it does it's, get crazy. It does. It's a but, great premise. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. Is. It just. Uh, it could have been like. This movie could have been in my top five for the year if they would have yeah. changed a couple things. But because they didn't, I I don't think it hits top ten. Yeah, I and I, I completely agree with you. I'm yeah, I'm just going to double down on like I like the way you put that point. And I'm going to kind of double down on the fact that I just think that they started with this amazing concept. The characters are fantastic. They are the mm -hmm. best part of the movie, hands down. Yep. And 
I think that they just, because of the type of climate that we're in now, they had to mind, they had to cross their T's and dot their I's yep. with with how, with like, kind of like, well, not kind of like what you were saying, which is like, who is, who makes it through the night, right? so to speak, and who doesn't. And I think that's what stifled the movie from reaching a top five of the year. Yeah. And potential was there it was it's still by all means it's still worth a watch because oh, yeah. in the first in the first 10 minutes you're going to fall in love with the cast immediately mm-hmm. and then you're going to love them throughout the movie yep they're great. and and it does do a good job before mainly the killing starts it does a good job bringing up issues that we should all think about yep. as well and that we should all consider and yep. and that's where it hit home for for me and my wife as well when we were watching yep. and definitely worth a watch but yeah. you know it's 2022 and we're on a podcast so we have to be critical about movies so like <laughs> we do know, we do you know so we have to we do we have to so um all right last thing i have is sandman which i'm not going to spoil anything because you guys haven't Ooh. watched it yet so we have to do we'll have to do like spoilers once we all finish it yes. um all i'm gonna say is without spoiling anything If you take the creator of something, in this case, the creator of the comic, right? And you give them free reign to make a TV show exactly how they see it in their head. You are going to come up with a phenomenal TV show like Sandman. That's literally all I want to say. You know, like that doesn't happen where like the the author of this, you know, they sell the rights to make a movie or a TV show and then they're not allowed the access. This is what happens when you allow them to be the director. They know in their head how it should look. So why not let them do it? Um, And then the people who have read the comics, which I have not, are going to look at that and be like, this is exactly how I pictured it would be. I think the casting is phenomenal. um, And I'm only four episodes in. I think the story is great. It's different and it's weird, but in a good way. So once you guys get all like caught up and we finish it, we'll have to talk about it. But like, I am absolutely loving this show. It's great. For sure. I know they don't have a, I know they don't have a tier list for best trailer of the year, but it has, (laughs) it has to be the best trailer of the year. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Go watch it. Okay. Well, that's at least a brighter note to end on. Uh, they, them (laughs) for sure with, (laughs) uh, with watching Sandman for sure. The Sandman is, uh, I plan on watching that as well. I do want to thank everybody for listening. We're going to go ahead and end the podcast here. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to share the podcast and review it on your uh, podcast platform listening of choice. Make sure to on YouTube to like the video, share it, subscribe to us if you feel so inclined, comment on it because we read the comments. You can also email us at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com if you have anything you want read on air, questions, hypotheticals that you'd like to pick our brains a bit more about. Uh, Again, Thank everybody for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. See you later. See you guys later. Oh, and before before I say bye, I did forget uh, we are taking a week off next week, so yes. uh, there will be no podcast. We may do a video thing. We'll see. Can't believe I forgot that, even though we talked about it at the beginning. That's what happens. <laughs> Catch you guys next time. Later. Right, later.